from the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School. This is Career Talk on Business Radio. Here is your host, Dr. Don Graham. Welcome to Career Talk, your career insider. We are on Business Radio, and we are powered by the Wharton School, Sirius XM, Channel 111. Hey, if it's Thursday, noon Eastern, we are taking our calls now at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. So if you've struggled to get through, now is the time to call 844-942-7866. Michelle and Dion are in studio manning the phone, so the dream team is waiting to hear from you. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. Career Director for the Wharton MBA Program for Executives right here in Philadelphia. Also a licensed psychologist and former corporate recruiter. And we have an exciting show for you today on Career Talk. So the data is clear. For decades, networking has been hailed as the best strategy for finding new employment, getting new projects or business, and just in general being more successful in life. And research shows that if you're in a job search, your time to hire phase is shorter, you have a longer tenure with the company, and in some cases you might even get more competitive in the salary negotiations if you get in through a referral. So if you've been avoiding networking, we're glad you're tuning into Career Talk today because we are talking to an expert who is going to share why networking is so important and how you can learn to incorporate it into your life. So today, we welcome Dr. Ivan Meisner, who is the founder of BNI.com. That's BNI.com, the largest networking organization in the world. Ivan's appeared on several media outlets, including NBC's The Today Show and CNBC, and he's written several top books, his most recent Networking Like a Pro, and we're excited to have him on Career Talk today. Welcome, Ivan. Thank you. It's great to be on. Well, we're, we're very excited to have you on. Um, actually, B&I came up a, a couple of shows ago. Somebody had called in and recommended it as a tip to our listeners. And we're always looking for our listeners to call in and recommend things that have worked for them. And, and so this caller called and talked about B&I. So tell us a little bit about what this is for people who don't know, Ivan. Well, BNI is a business and professional networking organization. It's a platform for business people to build their business through referrals. So you could be working for a company and be a BNI member, or you can be, uh, you could own your own business or be a professional. And it's for people who, um, you know, are looking to just build their business through referrals. Uh, you know, we don't teach networking in colleges and universities anywhere in the world. And so um, what we try to do is give a platform for people to learn how to network effectively and then to to use that resource to generate business. Yeah, and I know you write about that in your book, and I, I know you and I have talked about this off offline, about how they don't teach this in schools. They don't teach this in MBA programs, and it's kind of crazy because yeah. all of the stats for decades, for decades, have talked yeah. about how networking is such a, a core to whether you know, you're trying to grow a business or if you're trying to find new employment opportunities. I mean, it's sent to everything. So it is. You know, I did a survey uh, of 12,000 people as part of a book I did uh, on gender and networking. 12,000 people all over the world, not just BNI members. And I asked them, has networking played a role in your success? 91.4% of the respondents said yes. When have you ever seen 91% of any group of people agree to anything ever? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they think networking is important, yet we still don't teach it. So do you think that's because people just, you know, in universities think this is an inherent life skill that people just know how to do? I think they think it's a soft science and it and it it's just not something that they understand a lot of. So I, I taught for 16 years at a state university in California. I was on the board of trustees for a university. So I understand the university system pretty well. It. The, the, the courses are mostly controlled by full-time tenured professors, mm-hmm. and they haven't actually run businesses for the most part. Right. And so they just don't understand. Um, I don't think they understand how it works. Yeah, so they don't understand how it works, and they don't understand necessarily how important it is because if you're if you're tenured, of course, it's a very different game than being out trying to start your own business or being out yeah. there trying to find new employment every four to six years as most people do throughout their careers. Right. 
So, so yeah, so it's not taught in school. So maybe the assumption is it's a soft skill or if it's something you need to just be natural at. But here's the deal. We know it's not a natural skill and we know people tend to shy away from it. So you started BNI and you know, BNI has, has I, I heard about this a long time ago. And, and one of the things that appealed to me about it was that, you know, in these BNI groups that are all over the world, you have to, everybody comes in with sort of a different specialty. Isn't that kind of the way it works, Ivan? Yeah, that's right. One, one person per professional classification. So, you know, you're not having a direct competitor in the room. Um, and so you get to really talk about what you do without worrying about somebody looking over your shoulder uh, who does the same thing. And um, we get together every week and we pass each other referrals. I mean, we have 8,300 groups in 73 countries. Wow. Uh, last year, the organization passed 9.1 million referrals and generated 13.1 billion, that'd be $13.1 billion worth of business for our members all around the world. Wow, that's incredible. Hey, if you're just tuning in and <laughs> that's a lot of business, you're looking to increase your business, or you just have a question about networking, or maybe you have a tip like our listener from a few shows ago, we'd love to hear from you. 844-844-942-7866. We have Dr. Ivan Meisner here, who is the founder of BNI.com, and he has also written several books. Networking Like a Pro, the one where we're focusing on today. So if somebody wants to join a group, Ivan, where where can they go? Well, then go to BNI.com and find a chapter near them. Um, and, and of course, ask business associates that you might know, um, because you know there are many business people in, and most of the people who join BNI are referred, that is, someone invites them. But you can, you can just go in uh, and visit a chapter, and you can do that by going to BNI.com and finding uh, a local executive director. It's, uh, our program's locally owned and operated. And so there's a local person who can place you in a chapter. So can, if you're a job seeker, is this something that you might want to get involved with? You know, I think it would be a great place to go to visit. Um, it's not, BNI is probably not the best venue for people that uh, are, uh, you know, networking for their career. I've got, I've got some tips that I can give you today on networking for a career. But BNI is probably not the place to join. However, one of the things I say is that you got to go out and meet people. You know, networking is is, is a contact sport, so you got to go actually actually out and meet people. And so it is a great way to get out there, and and you could visit BNI chapters. That's not a problem at all. Yeah, I think that would be a good idea just to to kind of get into the mix and you meet new people and from that person you meet another person and that's really the spirit of networking. So I do want to I do want to shift to talk about networking tips because here's the deal. If you're you kind of anti-networking and it feels fake or it doesn't feel good to you, we're hoping by the end of today's show you understand that it's a, it's a mutual benefit, it's a two-way game and that it's not just something you do when you're in a job search, but it's something that can help you throughout your entire life for anything. I mean, Ivan, I think about if I needed to find a great Italian restaurant, I would probably ask somebody I know who's maybe a foodie. And, and like that's networking. Yes, that's networking. The problem is that people use networking as a face-to-face cold calling opportunity. You know, hi, Don, my name's Ivan. Let's do business. And they jump right into sales mode. And when you're talking about career, you know, looking for a career, they jump right into I'm looking for a job rather than building any kind of connection or relationship. And when it's done wrong, it's about, it's about you know, going right into sales mode. When it's done right, it's all about building a relationship with somebody. So you talk about in your book the top five most common mistakes about networking. So you're, you're talking about it's done wrong. Like, how is it done wrong? How is networking done wrong, Ivan? Well, for one thing, it, the, the people – okay. So if you want to build a powerful personal network, you have to have the right mindset. And the right mindset starts with the understanding of the VCP process, what I call the VCP process. So V is in visibility. Victor, C is in... Yeah. V, v for visibility. V for, okay. C for credibility. Okay. P for profitability. All right. Okay, so first you have to be visible. People have to know who you are and what you do. Then you have to move over time to credibility where people know who you are, they know what you do, and they know you're good at it. And only when you get to credibility can you move to profitability where people know who you are, they know what you do, they know you're good at it, and they're willing to refer you. And so the more you are at credibility, the more likely you're going to get to that profitability. What happens is that people try to jump over visibility, get 
right to credibility or profitability without any time or any relationship. In the gender book we did, we, we called this premature solicitation, which you don't want to say fast three times. <laughs> premature, yeah, I can't even say it fast once. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's, that's the first thing is that they, they try to jump over visibility and get right to doing business before there's any kind of relationship. People aren't going to refer. Now, luckily, with career networking, they're a little more likely to refer you without a strong uh, relationship. Grosner talks about this as the strength of weak ties. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that applies pretty well in career networking. It doesn't apply well at all on referral networking. And I have data to prove that. I, I worked with a, a student who, uh, who basically took that same concept and applied it to referrals for business. And it just it didn't hold up like it held up for a career networking. So, and it's interesting because I, I'm guessing that's because when you're talking about selling business, you're, somebody's actually having to put out cash, and and that's yeah. obviously you need to build more credibility to get to that point. But we're hearing more and more, Ivan, about social currency and this idea of hey, I I've worked hard to build my network, and before I spend it on you, yep. I need to have that credibility. So I think I, I think you're right. Obviously, it's a different type of you know, money, if you want to use that word, or currency. But I think people are starting to realize that it's a valuable currency and they're not going to waste it on you if they're not sure. That's right. I mean, you know, social capital is really in many ways similar to financial capital in that the bank has this crazy idea that you have to actually put money in the bank before you write a check. Well, it kind of applies in social capital. You have to actually make an investment in the relationship before you can make a withdrawal. Let me give you a great story, example of it. I had a guy that I met at a networking organization. He reached out to me one day, and he had some suggestions on something on, on a website I had, and I, I, mean, I just saw it coming. You know, he was going to ask for, to, to do business, right, to, for me to buy his service. Mm-hmm. And, and at the end of it, I said, well, how can I help you, Alex? And he said, no, I just, I just think this is a great idea, and I'd be glad to help you with it. And I'm like, and, you know, you're looking for me to – to hire you to do. He said, no, no, no. Listen, we know each other from that organization. Let me just, let me just help you out with it. I'm testing out some stuff. So I'm like, wow, okay, that's different. And then he called me about two months later and he had another idea. And then two months later, another idea and another idea. Over the course of the year, he'd called me like five or six times. And he kept contributing to this relationship that he was building. At the end of the year, he picked up the phone one day and he called me up and he said, Ivan, I have a favor to ask you. And I said, Alex, stop. The answer is yes. What mm-hmm. is it that I'm going to be doing for you? And he said, well, you don't even know what it is. I said, you have done nothing but contribute to this relationship for a year. Yep. And and now you want me to do something. I can't. You know me well enough that I can't imagine you're going to ask for something that I'm not going to be willing to do. The answer is yes. What, what is it that I'll be doing? And he, he told me what it was. And it was easy for me, but it was, but it was important to him. And... That's what I'm talking about. You have to invest in the relationship before you start asking for withdrawals. Mm-hmm. All right. I have I have a follow-up to that because I think that's a really great point. I'm just going to quickly say, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Career Talk on Sirius XM Channel 111. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, and we're here talking with Dr. Ivan Meisner, who is the founder of BNI.com, the world's largest networking organization. And we're talking all about networking. If you have a question about networking or maybe you hate it and you're trying to find a way to, to embrace it, we would love to help you with that, 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. Or maybe you just have a great networking tip that you'd like to share with others. This is something that's going to benefit everybody, and it's something that helps us all be successful. So so please do share, 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. So, so in that example, I think one of the challenges that people have is, is there's two actually that I want to address separately, but, but one is when you're looking for a job, most people if they're not networking consistently, they find themselves either laid off or in a position where they hate their job and they need a new one. And they, they, like you said, kind of skip the visibility and try and go straight to the credibility and straight to the ask. And I think that's where networking starts to feel icky because it's one-sided and it's not about the relationship. Yeah, that's the technical term, icky. Icky. Uh, and, you know what? You're right. <laughs> people, people have told me, you know, I go to networking events, I feel like I've been slimed. You know, because everybody wants something from me. Mm-hmm. And that's when it's, you know, it's really done wrong. It, it, when you go to networking events, the best thing to do is 
really to be like an interviewer. You're asking me questions and you're giving me an opportunity to elaborate. That, a good networker has two ears and one mouth and uses them both proportionately. Mm-hmm. But so don't you... Ask, yeah, go ahead. Well, I'm, I'm just going to jump in because like, when you were talking about your story just a few minutes ago, like you could feel it in your bones that this person was going to ask you for something, but then you were wrong. Yeah, <laughs> and it turned wrong. out to, to be a great relationship, a great give and take relationship. But but don't you feel like people, like when you walk up to them and you start that conversation, they start, their, you know, the hair on their back of their neck rises and they're thinking, oh God, this yeah. person's going to ask me for a job. Yeah, sometimes, and and that's why you, you want to be different than everyone else. You know, if if you're doing the same thing that everybody else is doing, which is asking for a job or asking for business or trying to sell something, then 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 you're not going to stand out. You know, I think it's it's much better um, to you know don't try to sh- show off. Uh, try to sound interested and and be interested. And so to do that, you ask some questions and. You know, the, the normal question is to tell me what you do, but a real good one to start uh, with is, and, and I, I found this when we did the gender survey, uh, women had a, a tendency to do this more than guys. Guys tended to be more transactional. Hey, let's do business. Okay. Whereas the women tended to be a little more relational, which, by the way, they did better in networking. They got a higher percentage. Women as a group got a higher percentage of business through networking than men did because of the relational approach. And here's a question that a lot of women use when they first met someone. How did you hear about tonight's event? Ah. And that's a great opening uh, conversation. I remember, I remember being, you know, actually witnessing this happen once where one woman, it, it was, a woman stepped in and I'm standing there with a guy on the left and a woman on the right. And the, and the woman on my right asked the new woman who stepped in, how did you hear about tonight's event? And I could, I could, they went and launched off, and on, uh, Sally invited me. Oh, I know Sally. How do you know Sally? And I looked over at the guy, and his eyes were rolling behind his head. And he's like, God, kill me now. Who cares about Sally? We're here to do business. And he was totally transactional. But I watched these two women as they started to build a connection with this because they both knew Sally. And from that, it led to a discussion about business. The relational approach to networking is so much more effective than just trying to cut to the chase and do business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I do want to talk more about gender because I think that's an important thing too. And I, I, I've read those studies that you've done, and there's such interesting information that comes out of those. Like women actually go for the speaker and they go to listen to what's being taught, and men are just like showing up for the before and after because we just want to, you know, get get her done, yeah. get her done. Yes. <laughs> I'm embarrassed, but that's you're absolutely correct. Yeah, the, the name of the book that I keep quoting it, it, it's an odd name, and it, it surprises people. It's called Business Networking and sex, not what you think. That's part of the title, not, not what you think. <laughs> not what you think. <laughs> yeah, it's about men and women and networking. And not sex. Okay. So I, I yeah. think I think you, you had people, like they were going to buy it until you said, but it's not about that. <laughs> it's not, no, it's, it's about gender. But we just thought that, you know, uh, business networking and gender would have, was a snoozer as a title. So we Yeah, we that's definitely that. much more catchy, Ivan. Hey, yeah. 844 Wharton, 844-942-7866. We, we have kind of the father of networking on the show today. So if you have a question about networking, today is the day to call. Or if you have a tip or maybe you've been trying a strategy and – it's not been working or you're not sure, today's the day to call Career Talk 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. So, okay, so, and, and this might have been, you probably heard this, that, you know, a man and woman walk into into a networking event. The man, you know, shakes 10 people's hand on the way to his table. The woman stops and talks to two people on the way to the table. Who's the better networker? Almost definitely the woman, yeah. <laughs> uh, because she's making connections. Uh, you know, I mean, there's always exceptions to it. It could be the guy knows a lot of people, and so he's just re- reconnecting. But if he's meeting ten people and going from one to the next, that's uh, really superficial. It doesn't. It just doesn't pay off. But I think that's the way a lot of people look at networking. They look at it as, um, you know, I'm going to this event. It's about how many business cards I get or how many people I, I have a face to face interaction with. And I think that's yeah. where, you know, when you look at introversion, extroversion, and networking, which is actually what I did my dissertation on. I think there's this this notion that introverts are not good at it at networking because they're not interacting with as many people. But you know, the flip side is if you're that guy walking in and shaking ten hands, you're not necessarily good at it either because that's not building relationships. So it really isn't a personality factor as much as it's about building relationships and having a strategy to go to. 
Oh, listen, I could not agree more. I think that uh, introverts get a, a bad rap uh, on on networking. Uh, you know, we assume that an introvert isn't good at networking. We assume that an extrovert is, and I think that um, that's mistaken, because introverts. Okay, so introverts love meet. Uh, I mean, sorry, extroverts love meeting people. They're great at meeting people. Problem is, um, they don't shut up. <laughs> So wait, I have to ask you now, Ivan. Are you are you do you classify as an extrovert or an introvert? So, okay. So uh, I, true story. Okay, true story. You can go to my blog and find it. I uh, was sitting down with my wife about six, seven years ago, and we were having dinner, and uh, the kids were gone that night. They were at some school thing, and it was like, oh, this is what it's going to be like to be empty, empty nesters. We were really, it was fun, and we're in a conversation, and I said something about. You know me, honey, I'm such an extrovert. She looked at me like I was crazy, and she said, no, you're not. Like, what? Of course I'm an extrovert. I run the world's largest networking organization. I'm a keynote speaker. And, you know, she looked at me like, okay, honey, whatever you want, whatever you believe. (laughs) If that's what you want to believe, dear. I'm like, I am an extrovert. She said, hey, okay, if that's what you think. So she said, look, I'm reading a book right now called The Introvert and Extrovert in Love. And so she started naming off all of these characteristics of an introvert. And I'm like, okay, that's a little like me. That's a little like me. And But now I'm frustrated. I'm mad because <laughs> I am not an introvert. Your identity is shattered, Ivan. <laughs> yes. And so I'm ticked off. I go into my office at home, and I get on the Internet, and I find a, 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 a test. So if introvert, because I am going to show her I am an extrovert. Take this test. Hit enter. Says, congratulations, Ivan Meisner. You are an introvert who is a situational extrovert. Ah, yeah. So, so it's more it, complex. Well, it, it, and it was interesting because I had never heard of that before. If you are in an environment where you're the subject matter expert, you come across as an extrovert. But if you're in an environment where you're not the expert, you don't know people, you come across completely as an introvert. Now, go apologize to your wife. (laughs) Did it say that actually on the computer? (laughs) Now, go apologize. Yeah. So uh, that was a real lesson to me. And all of a sudden, it hit me why I have done certain things in business. For example, BNI. I could have created a network 33 years ago that was a big event big mixer, lots of people. But no, I wanted to create something more intimate. You know, a group of people, mm-hmm. 30 people maybe. We get together weekly. We we support each other. We help each other. I'm like, oh my goodness. It, She's right. It just I, makes I sense. I am a situational extrovert. So that's the short... No, that, that's... That, believe it or not, the short answer to, the, to to whether I'm an introvert or an extrovert. Well, and the, the great part about that, Ivan, I think, is here's here's what doesn't matter. The label doesn't matter. It's not about... it. it introvert extrovert and that's not an excuse or a reason not to do it because the fact is i i am you know by all mbti <laughs> um labels by the neo by pretty much everything that measures that an introvert but what i've learned is that the world revolves around networking and that life becomes easier and more opportunities show up at your door and there's more enjoyment in life when you have these connections. So regardless of personality, if you want to be successful in life, this is something that you need to find where your comfort spot is. So for you, Ivan, it's these small intimate groups. For other people, it might be online groups. For other people, it might just be one-on-one coffee meetings. It doesn't matter the medium. It just matters that you're getting out there and doing something thing to extend your circles. So hey, you're listening to Career Talk on Sirius XM Channel 111. We're here with Dr. Ivan Meisner. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. We're going to go to April in Oregon. April, welcome to the show. What's on your mind today? Hi, thanks. Well, I love the fact that you guys are having this show this morning, first of all. So I'm so glad to hear all of this. Thank you. So thank you. Um, But I just wanted to share something from my personal experience. I've gone as a guest to our local BNI chapter here in Oregon City and absolutely love it. Love everybody there. Love the intimacy of the BNI. And I get so excited. You guys were just talking about being extroverted, definitely extroverted. So I get really excited and tend to um, try to be very relational during those one-on-ones. But I did catch myself definitely getting really excited and jumping straight into business. And so it was really nice to hear the reminder about 
slow down, you know, be relational and take that time instead of jumping straight into the the business. I think you said vision, uh, visibility. 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 Ivan, why do you have so many things that are hard to say in your book? (laughs) Visibility, credibility, profitability. (laughs) Yeah, I like that. So I wrote it down. So I just want to say thank you. April, I'm so glad you called because we have, you know, your real-time BNI participant. So what has been the best thing for you being part of your local BNI group? Well, it's been actually really amazing. Are you a member, April, or are you just kind of a visitor? No. So I have my application, and I'm getting ready to to join. And, uh, yeah, and what I have really enjoyed the most, honestly, is the intimacy of it, that it's one person that specializes in whatever it is that their, you know, area of expertise is, and then the getting together every week. Um, and really kind of having a relationship, you know, it's it's genuine. It's not coming in and feeling like you're just coming to this boring, unproductive meeting. Like, it's it's very exciting, and it's fun to be a part of. April, thank you so much. I appreciate you sharing that. And, and please tell the chapter I said hello. I will do that. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for being on the show this morning and sharing all of your tips. Yeah, yes. my pleasure. Agree with that, Ivan. We're so happy to have you here in April. Best of luck to you. Thank you so much for giving us a call on Career Talk. Hey, if it's Thursday, noon Eastern, we're taking your calls all hour at 844-WARDEN, 844-942-7866. We're here with Dr. Ivan Meisner today, who's the founder of BNI.com. And we're talking all things networking. We're going to go to Lisa in Florida. Lisa, welcome to the show. What's on your mind today? Hi. Um, thank you for taking my call. I am calling because I do well in the networking at first, you know, that first um, interaction and building that relationship. But my question is, is can you give me some strategies of pointers on how to maintain that relationship when that meeting is over? Lisa, this is such a great question. I'm so glad you called into the show with this because I think this is the million-dollar question, Ivan. Everybody asks this question like, okay, I get out there, I go to these events, I meet people, and then it just fizzles out, which is very difficult because then the you know the relationship part never develops. So Lisa, so happy you called in with this question, Ivan. What are you? What are your tips for Lisa and others? That's a, it's an absolute great question, uh, and so I'm going to give you an easy thing to remember: twenty four seven thirty, twenty four seven thirty. So within twenty four hours, it was Lisa, yeah. Yes. Lisa, within 24 hours, after you meet somebody at a networking event, you've just met them, within 24 hours, uh, reach out to them and just connect with them and say, hey, it was really nice meeting you. Uh, Connect with them on email. Send them a handwritten note. Oh, my goodness, nobody does handwritten notes anymore. You want to really stand out? Drop them a postcard or, you know, just a note that says, it was really nice meeting you. I hope our paths cross again. And do not, do not try to sell to them. Don't ask them for anything. If you're looking for a job, don't tell them that yet. Just connect with them. It's a touch point. So within 24 hours, do that. Within seven days, connect with them on social media. Um, you know, in the conversation, ask them when you first meet them. Ask them. You know, so where do you, you know are you active on social media for career networking? LinkedIn is the place to go, but mm-hmm. it might be they might be on Facebook, they might be on Twitter. So find out where they are. Then on social media, connect with them there. And, 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 you know, uh, create a friendship with, you know, uh, try to be a friend or, or connect with them on LinkedIn so that you can follow them and do not sell to them yet or ask them. For <laughs> the key something. message, do not sell, do not sell. Not, not yet. <laughs> and so now here's the key before I go to the, to, to the um, 30. It, what's important is not where you like to hang out, but where they like to hang out. So here's, here's what my children taught me about networking. If I, or if I want to communicate, it, as my kids hit their 20s, if I wanted to communicate with them, I had to go where they were. My eldest daughter, she didn't know that a phone actually had a receiver on it and you could talk into it. <laughs> but if I texted her, boom, she'd respond immediately. So I texted her all the time. My next daughter... I would call her, I would text her, nothing. My, my wife said, well, you've got to get on WhatsApp. Now, this was a few years ago. I'm like, what's WhatsApp? 
So I downloaded WhatsApp, and the only connection I had was my my second daughter, who if I instant messaged her on WhatsApp, boom, she'd respond immediately. My son, forget about telephone, forget about text, forget about WhatsApp. He's a gamer. So I downloaded an online game platform called Steam and bought a game because there's an instant message feature. And if I wanted to talk to him, I got on Steam and instant messaged him. What I learned was that it didn't really matter what my preferred platform was. If I wanted to stay in touch with my kids, I had to be where they were. So you need to go where they are. If you want to build a relationship with them, go where they're located and communicate with them there. 24, within 24 hours, reach out, thank them for talking, meeting. Within, within um, set, seven days, connect with them on social media. And within 30 days, reach out to them and um, connect with them to do a face-to-face meeting. Love to learn more about what you do. You know, could I come visit you at your office? Could, uh, you know, would you like to get together and have coffee? Um, and, and there you go a little bit deeper. And again, remember, don't sell to them yet. It's, it's about building the relationship. If you do those kinds of things, you're starting to build the relationship with somebody. Yeah, so 24-7-30. I like that model. Hey, Lisa, was that helpful for you? Yes, thank you so much. That's awesome. Great question, hey, can, Lisa. We really appreciate it. Sure. For Lisa, and that is um, once you've built that relationship, and there is credibility. One of the things we found in the gender book was that here's where men were, were stronger. They would ask for the sale. The problem is they asked for the sale too soon. Women, we found from the surveys and the interviews we did, were a little more likely to not ask for the business than men were. So there's an area where the women can develop the skill of making sure when you know you have the relationship, when you're at credibility, to ask for the business, to ask for the referral, to ask for the reference for a new job. So it's about finding that sweet spot, not too soon and not too late. Lisa, thank you so much for giving us a call on Career Talk. Hey, we're here today with Dr. Ivan Meisner talking all things networking. He's the founder of BNI.com and the author of several books, one of which is Networking Like a Pro. And we're talking about networking all hour long. If it's Thursday noon Eastern time, we are live taking all of your calls at 844-WARTON, 844-942-7866. But right now, we're going to go to our pre-break quiz. Quiz. There's a quiz? Yes, and the answer, Dion and Michelle, is not chromosomes. So you'll be very happy. Thank God. <laughs> so, okay, this one's a little, little science-y-ish. Um, a little history-ish, too. Those are your hints. In the English language, we have pretty straightforward abbreviations for measurements. So TBSP for tablespoon, QT for quart, and YD for yard, and so on. So why then do we refer to LB for pound? Why do we use the abbreviation LB for pound? If you think you know, give us a call at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. You're listening to Career Talk on Sirius XM Channel 111. We'll be right back. You're listening to Career Talk on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Here again is Dr. Don Brand. Welcome back to Career Talk, your career insider. We are in Business Radio and we are powered by the Wharton School on Sirius XM, Channel 111. If it's Thursday, noon Eastern, we're taking your calls live all hour. 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. We're here with Dr. Ivan Meisner, who's the founder of BNI.com, talking all things networking. So, Ivan, where can people reach you for more information? Oh, they can uh, certainly connect with me on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash founder, uh, And my blog, I have lots of free content uh, up on ivanmeisner.com. We love that. Um, so we are going to jump right back into calls on Career Talk, and we're going to go to Ken in Pennsylvania. Ken, welcome to the show. It's on your mind today. Uh, great show. Uh, have a little bit complicated situation. It's the networking and sales. Uh, I was with the company for 15 years, 
in a food and beverage capacity going on multiple accounts, but it, uh, I had a non-compete to have been sidelined for a year and eight years coming up. Okay. Uh, without being too pushy whenever I go back in, enough taking care of these customers. There was a following uh, because I took care of them, but you know, what would uh, uh, the doctor's approach be to going back in without them for saying, oh, he just wants to sell us something. Right, yeah, and Ken, you're, you're breaking up a little bit, so I'm just going to I'm gonna summarize your, your point, and if I'm wrong, just pop in and let me know. But it, So it sounds like you had a non-compete, you're away from your customers for a year to honor that non-compete, and now you're trying to get back into it. And, and how, how, do you, how do you approach that um, now? So, so Ivan, what is your advice for Ken? Well, listen, if he's coming up to the end of his non-compete, he can certainly be reaching out to them. I don't know if, you're, you know, I, I couldn't quite hear whether he's in a similar business uh, now or not, or if he's just looking for work. No, I think, work. Um, I think Ivan, what he was saying is he doesn't want to, you know, now that the year's up, just kind of be coming back in, crashing and selling, like, I'm just calling you up now because I can sell to you again. Yeah. So, again, he's got to go soft. I would start with the people that he knew well and he serviced well and uh, just reach out to him and say, you know, how are you doing? How's business going? Um, You know, if you really knew him well, how's the family? You know, how's whatever, you know, whatever things you remember about them. A good salesperson keeps a little database on people. So if you have some of that, use it. Just see how they're doing. And almost inevitably, people say, well, what are you up to? You know, what are you doing these days? And you have a chance to then open it up. They, they, they open the door for you. So I would do that if, if you're feeling uncomfortable reaching out to them. Ask about them, see how they're doing, and uh, most people will reciprocate. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting because I'm thinking about your visibility, credibility, profitability model in terms of Ken's case. And it sounds like from being in the business, Ken probably has built the credibility, but he's probably over the last year lost the visibility part. So so it might be an easier way to and we talk about this in terms of job search networking is rewarming up, you know, contacts that have gone cold and, and the exact same strategy that you're talking about for sales we talk about for job seekers is hey, you know, your your name came up in my LinkedIn feed. It's been a while. How are things? How are the kids? How's the new house? Oh, I see you were promoted. That's awesome. And just starting that dialogue if somebody's going to respond to you, they're going to respond usually in kind. Well, how are you? What's new? How's it going? And so, and then being patient, like you said, with your twenty four seven thirty system, Ivan. Like you know, using that similar slow reapproach, I think right. would work in Ken's case as well. Do you agree? I absolutely agree. You know, benign neglect is a great way to lose your network, and so staying in touch with people, and that's, that's why I love social media. You know, I, I built my career before social media, but now I think social media is so fantastic to stay connected with people that you would otherwise lose touch with. I mean, I did my doctoral degree with some amazing people, and I really lost touch with them over the years. But with social media, it's a great way to stay in touch. So keep staying in touch with people over time. And if you haven't, then, then rewarming the relationship, I love that phrase, is a great way to, to get it back there. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ken, you sound like you're in the car, so drive safely. We really appreciate you giving us a call on Career Talk, and best of luck getting back into the business. You sound like you have a lot of credibility, so I think now it's about just being visible again in that audience, and and over time, you're going to be right back in the game. 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. You're listening to Career Talk on Sirius XM Channel 111, and we're going to go to Jeff in Oregon. Jeff, what's on your mind today? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to call and say that um, uh, it's great hearing Dr. Meisner. I, my career started a um, long time ago, but uh, B&I really brought me out of my shell and, and taught me how to be prepared to do a little uh, elevator speech, you know, and come up with topics and things like that. That was great. Uh, later on in my experience as of now, um, an example of some of the things that I've learned through Dr. Meisner was, uh, you know, not selling, not being a salesperson, building those relationships. And one thing that I do that is very successful is if you're in a town that has sports teams, so in Portland we've got a few of them here, and I buy season tickets, I take out um, 
centers of influence, some people, and say, you know, let's go to a game. You bring one of your clients. I'll bring one of my clients. And we go to the game, and we never talk about business. That's the biggest thing. We go there, we just have fun, and then later on we get in contact. And that has been very successful for me for the last two years. Last year I brought in $540,000 of new, of new business uh, just off of that type of relationship building. So, um, but B&I, uh, Dr. Meisner, even if you're not in B&I, those books are awesome. That's awesome, Jeff. I love that tip. I mean, Ivan, go ahead. I'm going to give you the floor. <laughs> oh, no, I, I agree completely. It's like the, you know, the, like the uh, days of old where, uh, you know, people would go out golfing and, and still do, and they build those relationships. But there are so many new ways to do it. Going to sporting events is a, is a great way to do it. Um, I, brilliant idea. I'm glad, glad you brought that up. And Jeff, what I love about the idea is that even if sports is, isn't your thing or you live in a place where maybe there aren't teams like you're talking about, you can do this on, on many levels. You can do it with, with dining out. You, know, you pick a new restaurant once a month and you know you say you bring one of your clients, I'll bring one of mine. I mean, that's obviously a different environment, but I think there's other places and ways you can do that. Maybe it's a concert. Maybe it's an art museum opening. Maybe it's you know a charity event that's going on in your town. So I think it doesn't even have to be centered around sports, but I like I like that it's it is centered around something other than you know just sitting around talking because it does take the focus off of of sort of that that can need to talk about sales and gets you focused on something fun. Awesome tip, Jeff. Thank you so much for taking the time to call in to Career Talk. 844-WARTON, 844-942-7866. If you have a tip, we would love to hear from you. Hey, Ivan, I want to bring up something. Um, so so let's just kind of go. We're, we're, we're kind of about two-thirds through the, the show. Let's talk about some some really quick tips for networking for the job search. I know you have several, so so let's just kind of focus on that. <laughs> Yeah, so you know, first of all, you have to you have to have the right mindset. Uh, I talked about mindset earlier. Desperation is not referable. That's really important for people to understand. I think a lot of people don't job. know they're coming across as desperate, Ivan. So, so talk a little bit more about that because sometimes when we feel it, we don't you know we don't realize other people are sensing it. So, so tell us what you mean by that. Well, if you're it's like blood in the water for sharks. You know, it's, it's <laughs> desperate. People, people smell it. Yes. See it. And, and, but if you come in and you do what I'm talking about, where you're asking questions, you're an interviewer. Tell me about what you do. What do you love about what you do? Um, you know, what are, what's the target market for your company? And you get people to open up, then you're not going to come across as desperate at all. You're going to come across as interested. And interested is way better than, than desperate. And we're asking for something before there's a relationship. So you have to have the right mindset. The second thing is that you have to image check your social media. And I'm, I'm sure you've talked about this on the show. Potential employers will, they definitely will, check your social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I, I remember once... Um, checking some somebody's social media who had applied for a position, and oh my goodness, I, I mean this guy threw out the f bomb time after time on his post. And I'm like, you know, I don't want this in my company. Right. And he never got past the interview because because of that. You can't separate anymore. I mean, even if you think your your social media is private. People are so connected over social media. Chances are, somebody knows somebody who has access to your profile. <laughs> Yes, and how you behave on social media is a potential indication of how you may behave on individual conversations within uh, within the office. And it was just a, it was just the kind of behavior that I didn't want it around my office, mm-hmm. and so never got past the interview stage. Um, if you're if you're wanting to find a job through networking, start with your current relationships. That's number three. Reach out to friends, family, business contacts in person, on LinkedIn, via social media. Tell them exactly what kind of position you're looking for. Uh, Ask if they can check for any upcoming openings and keep you in mind. Now, these are people that you're at credibility with. And care about you and want you to succeed because these yeah. are people you've known probably most of your life. Here's the thing that always like blows my mind, Ivan, about this is that most people, if you ask your maybe your your sibling or your parent or your children or a neighbor, they don't know what you do. <laughs> they know yeah. maybe you work at AT&T or you work at Disney, but they have no idea what you do. So the best thing you can do in a job search is make sure people understand what you do. 
You know, let me tell you, tell you a quick funny story. I had a, a, a BNI member who told me a story about um, she had this really good referral relationship with an accountant. She was an, atori- uh, an attorney. And so she had a client in her office. She said, you really need an accountant. I've got a person that I work with all the time. She's right upstairs, same building. Let me let me take you out there and introduce you. She walked in. This this guy looked at the accountant and was like, oh, it's my cousin. <laughs> had no idea that his cousin was an accountant. And so she introduced him to her, his, his cousin to do business. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. you gotta you got to tell people, especially people who are family members who care about you, let mm-hmm. they need to know. Now, the, second, the fourth thing you need to do is inventory your other connections. You know, don't forget to check in with neighbors, professional organizations, past customers, community organizations. You talked about networking through charities. That's a fantastic place to network. I have met some of the most successful business people I've ever known by being involved in nonprofit organizations. So, you know, start. I started as a big brother. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can start low and work your way up because if you're always the most successful person in the room, you're not. You're not networking well. You're yeah, in and, the wrong rooms. And one of the things I always recommend is go back through your text messages or your emails or, or you know, wherever you, however you communicate with people, whether it's Facebook. Go go through those connections for the last maybe two to three years and say, who haven't I talked to in a while? Or maybe there's a right. colleague. I mean, that's the best place to start. You already have it on your phone or on your computer. Yep, absolutely true. Um, and then um, determine where you stand with these contacts. So you, you, you just say, you know, go through your text and look at where do you stand? Do you need to, uh, you know, kind of rewarm the relationship like you're talking about? Uh, or is the relationship, there are some people that, you know, I haven't talked, there was a guy, gosh, he reached out to me about uh, two weeks ago. And we were, were such good friends for so long, but we hadn't touched bases. As soon as we talked, it was like it like there was no time that had passed. And so the, you do have some relationships like that. But others, benign neglect gets in the way and you barely know each other. Mm-hmm. Let me give you one more, and then i got a couple of bonus things that I think are really valuable. All right, and we're going to have to answer our pre-break quiz because Dion's chomping at the bit. So give us the last one, and then we're, we're going to have to do that because he, he has the answer this week, and that's right, very so rare. Gonna, let me give you the bonus <laughs> one. Uh, offer to do a working interview. If you find somebody who you think um, you really would love to work for, Offer to do a working interview where you'll work for them for the day so they can see how you operate. I recommended this to somebody about six months ago. She got the job, and she's now in training to be a manager. And she started by offering to do a working interview, and they took her up on it. That's that's a really interesting one. I bet not a lot of people are are offering that. But yeah, volunteer. Show them if you if you truly believe that you can do the job and that you can make things work. Show them. Yep. Show them. And the best way to show them, volunteer, show up, and get it done. So, hey, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Career Talk. We're here with Dr. Ivan Meisner on SiriusXM Channel 111. Of course, we have to answer our pre-break quiz. So this week's quiz was in the English language. We have a pretty straightforward abbreviation system for measurements. So we have QT for quart, YD for yard, and so on. But why do we use LB for pound? Dion. Okay. So I told you during the break that I thought it was something British. I'm going away from that. I don't think that's it. I actually like that answer. I think that's probably what I thought before I looked it up. So that was wrong. All right. So that's not my answer. (laughs) Um, I think it's an abbreviation for whatever the Latin word for pound is. You're right. Really? Yeah. Let, me, let, me, let me find my ding. Wait oh, he wasn't ready. I, I wasn't ready with I the mean, ding. I just expected to be wrong. You know, I I, I knew you had it in you this week, Dion. But like, you know what? That is that is it. In Roman times, the word libra uh, referred to balance or scales. It was also part of a unit of measurement called libra pondo, which has been translated to pound weight or pound by weight. So the shorthand for libra, lb refers to pound so this is back in the the english language in the 14th century dion i have to give you a round of applause useless information i'm here for it (laughs) i've always wanted to know that so i came across it and there you go well i've never been happier that dion me too (laughs) like that was hard that was never happier why michelle That was awesome. The b- best part of that was that you didn't even have the ding ready. <laughs> like, exactly. 
<laughs> that is exactly it. So, hey, you're listening to Career Talk on Sirius XM Channel 111. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. You can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Don Graham, or you can follow my blog, dawnoncareers.com. So we're here with Ivan Meisner. He was the founder of BNI. And and Ivan, I have to ask you about something um, that I read in your book that I love. You have this other rule called the 12 by 12 by 12 rule. And, and we're kind of wrapping up, but I, I want to make sure we get this in because I think it's it's such an interesting um, and relatable concept. Can you talk about that? So what do you look like um, 12 feet away? Do you look professional? Uh, you know, if you're, if you're going into a networking environment, I, I really believe you should dress at or above your audience, but certainly at your audience. So, you know, when I do a networking event in Hawaii, I'm a little more casual than when I do a networking event in Manhattan. I'm a lot more, you know, professional looking. And so dress to your audience. That's really important, especially if you're looking for a job. Don't go dressed, you know, looking like a bum. Don't go in shorts. Um, then how do you come up? Uh, how do you come across up close? So twelve uh, feet. How do I look at twelve feet? 12 and then feet. the how next 12, twelve inches. How yeah. do I look at twelve inches? Okay. Yeah. So don't get face to face with somebody. But I mean, you know, don't get within twelve inches. But how do you come across up close? And here we're talking about attitude. You've got to have a positive attitude when you're talking to people. Don't ever complain to people when you're networking. And and here's the reason why. Because half the people you tell don't care, and the other half are glad you're worse off than they are. So it does no good. As a matter of fact, I did a survey, 3,400 business people. I asked them what was one of the most important things about being a great networker. And number two was positive attitude. They want to network with people who have a positive attitude. Mm -hmm. By the way, good listening was number one. Listening skills was number one. Which, by the way, is an introvert um, (laughs) skill that we have. uh, Four of the bottom five were all extroverted uh, tendency. Fearless, asking for the self-promoter. Anyway, the last, so positive attitude, 12 inches. And what are the first 12 words you say? Now, I got to preface what I'm going to say with the first thing you need to do is ask them questions. We've said that over and over. But once you've done that and you have an opportunity to speak and to say what it is that you do, then you want to you want to have your first 12 words as something that really gets their attention, mm-hmm. a unique selling proposition. Here's an example of one that I love that's done by the Referral Institute. We help people work less, make more, and create referrals for life. So succinct we- to the point people are going to be interested in how to do that. <laughs> Yep, absolutely. And that passes the eyebrow test. I have a good friend named Sam Horn, and she talks about the eyebrow test. And when you say something to somebody, if their eyebrows go up, you got them. Ah. If their eyebrows scrunch down, you lost them. <laughs> they didn't understand it. So when, when people say we help people create referrals for life, inevitably someone goes, oh, how do you do that? And their eyebrows go up. So that's the last 12. 12 so, by 12 by 12. Yeah. So I love this. So on today's show, we've learned so many great concepts from your book. The 12 by 12 by 12 rule. We've learned the 24, 7, 30 rule. We've, we've learned visibility, credibility, profitability, VCP. We've learned premature solicitation. So, hey, if you missed that, you're going to want to go back and listen to the show and find <laughs> out what that is because you don't want to be doing that. Um, Ivan, thank you so much for all of your wisdom and advice and for coming on the show today. Um, once again, where can people people reach you? Uh, BNI is BNI.com, and they can uh, connect with me on my blog. I have over a thousand entries up there, IvanMeisner.com. It's all free stuff. This has been this has been phenomenal. We've loved having you on the show. Michelle and Dion, thank you, for as always, for making this show fun. Dion got the pre-break quiz. That's you right. missed it. Go back and listen to that. And, of course, to all of our listeners and callers, you are what we show up for here every week on Career Talk 4. So you've been listening to SiriusXM Channel 111. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, and we will see you next time. 